We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The sound of the final buzzer means it's hangover time. So grab a drink and join your host, Alphonse Sidney, for a Miami Heat Beat post-game show. This one gets a half-hearted fist pump, all right? Um, I mean, you beat the Knicks 98-96 at home. Uh, there's a lot of – there's not a lot. There's some good things to talk about this game, some bad things to talk about in this game. But with the team – I mean, the Miami Heat right now, there's no such thing as a bad win. Um, I would love to, you know, say, oh, this is a bad win. The guy should have, you know, they should have blew out the Knicks. But really, I mean, uh, how much better are the Heat than the Knicks? I mean, they're tied right now um, in the in in the seating. So I, I really don't know if you could say, oh, oh, the Heat, the Heat blew this one. Um, you know, tied tied up with five minutes left. The Heat pulled it out in the stretch even with Jimmy having a bad final five minutes. So go ahead and uh, brass pull me out. Somebody's yelling at me already. Some bad things suck. Uh. A lot of bad things, all right? <laughs> I'm trying to put, you know what I'm saying? It's Tuesday night. I'm drinking for the, on a week, on a school night, trying to put some positive spins on it. Um, so let's go around and see what everybody's drinking. Let's go around the horn. Siobhan, what are you drinking tonight? <clears throat> Mandavi. Brought it back, Sauvignon Blanc, and Maker's Mark with some raspberry lemonade and some ginger beer. Double fisted on a Tuesday. You got to love it. Three-game uh, win streak. <laughs> three-game win streak. You should have had three drinks. Uh, by the time an eight-game win streak comes around, it's going to be rough. Um, <laughs> Tiffany, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I just got a little pineapple juice with some Tito's. Like it. Love it. I'm on the Sprite and vodka as no, like normal. Uh, Brass, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I got uh, this 
Johnny Drum Kentucky Bourbon. I'm drinking. You always got some new shit. Oh, I got I got a giant bar. God, how, like I need I need to come up to New York and check out that liquor cabinet. That was like my one quarantine hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I started my hobby way before quarantine. Jack, what are you drinking tonight? Got some Tito's. Got a little bit of lemonade over there. What's up with the Zoom, man? Nobody else got the Zoom. <laughs> Everyone else got the Zoom. Got the Zoom. I, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. It's just so much more noticeable. <laughs> it's so much more noticeable when you get the Zoom. Yeah. I'm wary of the Zoom now after last episode. No, we won't do that anymore. <laughs> I didn't think anyone was watching. <laughs> uh, Solana. Oh, shit. I forgot. Solana's <laughs> Jesus, what are you drinking tonight? Hey, happy to see all of you too. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm on that that Tito's tip, but make no mistake, hard seltzer night always, baby. Hard seltzer night. Are you mixing Tito's and hard seltzer or? Nah, I mean, I I don't know. Do we still do drip drop even when? No, uh, not on weekdays. Not on weekdays. Not on a Tuesday. <laughs> Soft. Well then, I guess I'm, I'm not drinking Tito's. I'm just I'm just drinking hard seltzer then. No, just because we're not doing drip drop doesn't mean that you should only be drinking hard seltzer. Yeah, that's. Nah, those- I mean, I, I I have to drink a hard seltzer. Like if I'm drinking, there's always a hard seltzer within like ten feet of me, no matter what. You don't need to tell people that. It's like soft <laughs> coming from Mr. Soft Drink. <laughs> that's, that should be his new nickname. You know you can change his title. Uh, you can edit his uh, name oh, on here. I, mm. I do like I do like Clamato Man. <laughs> I kind of like that. Um, all right, guys, it's three wins in a row. You know, on the bright side of things. Before we, I say before we go in, let's talk about some of the things. Man, that's going to be tough. I know for Siobhan and Tiff, it's going to be tough. Uh, I, I'll start. <laughs> I know you guys would want to go in right You're the now. reason we windmilling on people on the internet. <laughs> it's not my fault. Y'all don't out, out here fighting for my life, being mischaracterized. They Just windmilling. Di- they pulling direct quotes from y'all, so I don't want to hear it. Um, That's fine. I mean, we can talk. Y'all can go- I-, I know nobody coming at you about Duncan uh, tonight, so don't worry about that one. Um, my positive for tonight fourth quarter they held the Knicks to 14 points I had a lot of people talking about how great the Knicks defense looked in the second half um I, I feel like and they did I mean they held uh Miami to 41 points in the second half but the Heat's defense was no joke in that fourth quarter they held them to 14 points the Knicks missed some bunnies missed some some shots around the rim but listen if you're gonna give it to the Knicks when the, when the Heat are missing layups you gotta give it to the Heat when the Knicks are out here missing. Siobhan, you got any positives away from a three-game winning streak? Come on. Yeah. I mean, I think while he could have looked better, I think Bam could look good. Um, but I'll leave that for someone else. Um, it sucks that he was nowhere to be found for the entirety of the third quarter. Um, <laughs> as you read, so made so clear to continue to reminding us. Um, but Tyler showed up, you know, at the end. Um, when it took all of Bam and Jimmy to even get us to the end. And, you know, we would like that not to be a thing. When we got there, there was someone that was, you know, ready to put his stuff on the table and, and, and get a bucket and, and just play. And um, I don't know. I, I like what Tyler gave us um, to start off the game. And I like what he, he gave us at the end. I wish he would have been somewhere present in the in-between time, but um, – I like what he gave us at the end. 
I like this comment. You think after two straight games, Eric Reed will learn the difference between Peyton and Barrett. And man, that was rough. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he got it right one time in in the last two games. Uh, it's like every single time. And I'm not going to lie. A couple of times I was confused too. But anyway. <laughs> Alfred Payton should have never cut his hair. That's true. We, uh, we got some, uh, some, some gifting of tier one subs. We have uh, Eric the Great 539 gifted five tier one subs. Twisted Tapioca also gifted five tier one subs. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you. Guys. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Two kings. Supporting Hangover Time and Miami Heat Beat. Tiff, I know that um I know Jimmy had a rough last five minutes, but he was out there defensively. Um, when you get like Siobhan says, when you carry a team on your back like that through three and a half quarters, almost with a triple double, uh, one rebound away. Um, is, is, is it, you know, are we worried about Jimmy crunch time numbers or are we like, are we more in heartened by the fact that KO and Tyler and even Bam getting to the line all stepped up in, in those last five minutes? I'm well, as of now, I'm not worried about Jimmy in the, in the crunch. I think that, um, you know, he, he plays hard. That's the one thing I will say. Jimmy does not cheat you. He does not shortchange you. He is out there scraping and scrapping for rebounds, loose balls. He plays hard. Um, so sometimes by the time the fourth rolls around, he's running on empty. And that's when you got to look around at everybody else and say, who's next? Because that's the whole point of having a team. When one person goes down, the next person has to step up. Um positives three in a row take them how you get them that's yep. literally you beat the person in front of you that's all you and can they, do and the, these are the games they needed Jack, exactly as you, as you pointed out when we were just talking shit before the game um these are this is the easiest game of this these are the right. last two were the easiest games in this next stretch that's it and 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 jack you had a positive uh i think you're it's a little bit different than what most people were thinking coming away from this game but I think you do have a point. What was your positive takeaway from the night? I think generally, both with Tyler and with Bam, um, they didn't have the best games. I think Bam had one of the worst, um, in a lot of ways, performances that I've seen this, that I've seen this season um, from him. But I mean, he shot 16 free throws, which is, I think, if you're looking for the next step of Bam's growth, it's not going to be the three pointer first. It's going to be getting to the free throw line consistently, and that's all about aggression. Um, so, I mean, he shot like shit. Um, he didn't look wonderful, but he's getting to the line. He's getting contact. And I think if you're looking for something to go forward, you say, well, Bam's going to start hitting shots. That's inevitable. Um, but if he can couple, you know, his regular shooting night um, with like 10 plus free throw attempts consistently, then you're looking at something really nice. And I think the same thing goes for Tyler, who, you know, disappeared for stretches. But if you're looking at something, you say, well, maybe it's positive that we have a guy who can kind of go cold, but still has that kind of like um, that amnesia or whatever, like mm-hmm. where he can still hit a big shot in the fourth, regardless of whether he's feeling it or not. Like he's, he literally he's had, the same, he had the same yeah. shooting night from the floor as Jimmy did. They yeah. were both six for 15, but Jimmy just got to the line 15 yeah. times. Uh, speaking of getting to the line, Solana, I don't know if you noticed this tonight. The Knicks, or there were several times um, they, the Knicks had like third degree assault charges out there that weren't called. Like, I and the Heat got to the line 40 times, and there were several people on my timeline 
accurately pointing out that the Heat should have probably had 65, 70 free throws tonight. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like Nerlens Noel, like became the Kemba Matumbo all of a sudden, where you just respected his lauded defensive ability. Like it was insane. Yeah, it got to the point where the Heat broadcast on Fox Sports pulled up the 1997 highlights. The series where there was like that big brawl in game five, PJ Brown gets ejected. John Crotty was on that team. He's talking about how this game reminds him of that 97 series, which is the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard. Well, the scoring, the scoring was like a yeah. other than the scoring, but um, like, yeah, th- there was a ton of fouls. Um, but in terms of, comparing physicality to 97 which might have been one of the most physical series in the history (laughs) of the nba to uh tonight where rj barrett played like 30 minutes i'm not here for it (laughs) i'm not here for it at all i mean the the physicality on one side was akin to the 90s i mean i don't think that that he were out there with kelly olenic trying to grab (laughs) rebounds uh, under mitchell robinson i don't know how that kept happening like i don't know how, yeah. well actually i do know how that kept happening but that's a whole other story and i don't want to i don't think we give his lander and kelly tonight. right viva la kelly yeah i mean you know <laughs> kelly getting four fouls in the third quarter really hurt and honestly yep. that should not be the case like you should be able you should be able to survive some minutes without kelly o um but a tip. I'm a, there was one thing, and this is one of the things where, like, there was a spot in the in the in the second quarter where I got pissed at Spo because there was like a Vincent Nunn, uh, Hero, Iggy, pe- pe- Precious lineup. It was something like that. I don't know if it was that bad, but it was just like a really bad lineup. And then and we're getting mad at Spo, but then you watch at the end of the game when they need a stop. Like he was doing some offense defense stuff with Iggy and Kelly and Duncan and moving those three guys around. He needs to stop at the end of the game. He takes out Kelly Olynyk and his only option to put in to try to guard Bullock, whatever his name is, around the perimeter is is Duncan Robinson. Yeah, like that was your defensive stopper. You know what I mean? Your last hope. (laughs) Yeah, your last. Like, oh my god, I hope Duncan can stop this dude. You know what I mean? It, like it's, and I guess I'm ask all you guys like, is Spoke coaching his ass off or fuck it up? Because I'm not sure when I look at this. It's, it's, it's a little bit of both. It's, it's a, a little bit, bit of both. both. Gabe, wait, wait. Gabe Vincent was a minus sixteen in five minutes tonight. Do you know how hard that is to do? That's like, why he you, didn't come back. <laughs> If you put some NBA teams in an empty gym, they're not scoring 16 points in five minutes. Like what? And that one three he hit, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was exciting. Looked pretty good. Which means they scored 19 points. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in the five minutes that he was out there, they scored at least 19 points. So, uh, I mean, but I'm, it's Spo, like, you know, Siobhan, when you, this year watching Spo, how do you feel? Like, are you sitting here like, is he driving you crazy? Or are you just like, man, he's doing the best with what he's got? It's <clears throat> it's super maddening, right? Like, it's really conflicting because on one hand, it is, you know, doing the best with, with what you have. But on the other, it still feels so like, what the fuck are we doing? And, like, you almost want to resign it to, to <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe like him understanding the the truth and the essence of what this team is and and maybe like understanding that at some point we're we're gonna look like fluff like there's gonna have to be some fluff 
in the defense for us to get through. And so like wishing and praying and, and, and coaching it up and putting the right defenses out to close. Um, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's what he's doing. Um, but I, I even still, I want a bit more, a little bit more from him um, offensively and creatively wise, but I don't know, defensively, maybe he is just light years ahead of us and like really has a true pulse on what his team is. And, and like has to sacrifice some small stretches in the middle to be able to crescendo it all home yeah. at the end. So, well, Jack, I you know with with uh, about six seven minutes left, he he went with a no precious no bam lineup, and Kelly and Iggy were out there, which I haven't seen a lot of this year at all. If yeah. Bam is healthy, right? Um, and that that uh, lineup actually got them back into the game or helped them get completely back into the game, tied it up, and then Bam came in for the last five minutes. So I, I feel like Spo has become more flexible as this year has gone on, and I think it's been out of necessity. Um, and I don't think he's getting the proper credit for some of that. Yeah, I mean, I think he's one of the most flexible coaches, if not the most flexible coach in the league, like – and he's had to be like you're right it's totally out of necessity he's had so much shit thrown his way whether from injuries like just since the big three era alone like um like injuries like wild injuries that completely transform your roster um weird moves by pat riley like he's had to contend with a lot of different teams and like adjust a lot successfully on the fly so um i don't really understand what he's doing uh, but it's working sometimes, and I trust him. He's he been uh, Salada. He's been uh, handed a lot of shit hands by Riley, right? <laughs> like, I mean, outside of like last season, like it's like the last seven years has been like a test. Like, <laughs> like yeah. what can you? Here's this pile of shit. Make me a, a fucking you know, make me a, a three course meal with it. Like, yeah. and, and and he does right. Like, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, this year I think some of this stuff is catching up to him. But who? I mean, we're gonna see over this next stretch, right? I mean, yeah. when we're when yeah. we're up till uh, three o'clock in the morning doing over uh, hangover time, <laughs> like I'm gonna be mad as hell. I'm gonna tell y'all right now if I'm up to three o'clock in the morning and we just lost by thirty to the Utah Jazz. I was actually I was wondering how that was gonna work. By the way, like are are, are these these ten p.m. games? Is there gonna be hangover time after? It's hangover time. (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. Um, We'll be eating breakfast. (laughs) I put I put those games on my. uh, I thought there was. Yeah. It was about what uh what 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 Pat Riley gets spo. But then we we then we started talking about West Coast games. I put those games. What uh, what did they announce in the second half of the season? By the way, because they haven't even talked about the dates yet, have they? No, I don't think so. Release a schedule. I haven't heard anything beyond March seventh. Yeah, yeah. I think they're waiting for. I think they're waiting for the giant super spreader moment that is going to be the All Star game. Uh huh. They're just assuming they're going to have to cancel. (laughs) The heat is too. Why are we doing it? (laughs) You know, that's honestly, I didn't even notice that. (laughs) I didn't notice that there were no game scheduled after March. Worried about the like, next ten games. Yeah. Worried about beating the Knicks. Yeah. I don't have time right. to worry about the second half of the season. <laughs> I take it one game at a time. This Jack. is the second half. This is the, the second half. This is the second half. 
this is the home stretch right now. This, this is it. <laughs> Sink or swim. Um, well, Brass, I uh, I wanted to get into some like deep analytics and some numbers, but Tiff is here tonight, and um, she doesn't believe Well, yeah, well, like, like we we all know how you feel about numbers, Tiff. First of all, I don't believe in numbers, <laughs> so. The what net you, ratings and this, that, and that. Are you Marjorie other. Taylor Green? What are you talking about? You don't believe in numbers. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the next. Once we get some merch up there, Tiff, that's going on a t shirt. I just got to let yes. you know. I've already just... started. It's the logo. It's the Tiff Harkless logo. You got to put that back up so people can look at that Tiff Harkless logo at the bottom. <laughs> That is genius. <laughs> that is genius. Fuck the numbers. Um, I mean, the the numbers will, the numbers will tell you Kelly's been this and uh, Iggy's been that, but the numbers will tell you that Iggy's been bad in the fourth. But honestly, I thought he had. I thought in. I think when they're able to use him correctly at the four, in the fourth quarter, Tiff, like I yeah. think he can give you something. But well, it's just like when when he's just out there jacking up threes as right. part of your offense. It's yeah. it's not sustainable. Well, the idea of using him should be the same idea that we had last season. You use him in small bursts. You use him in small spots. You got 25 seconds, put him in over here. 35 seconds, put him in over here. Two minutes, put him in over here. But because we have no healthy bodies, we have no defense, we are running him ragged. We like have no the idea. Powder. The idea is Iguodala should only get, I don't know, if he's shooting, I don't want him taking more than five shots a game. No. Like he, he, He's <laughs> open for a reason, guys. Everyone on the heat, when you're driving in for a layup and you see Iggy open out the corner of your eye, he's, he's open for a fucking reason. Like there's a reason that nobody's guarding Iggy. Like they're like, let him shoot. And we keep uh, uh, throwing it out to him. Um, guys, start hit, sending us in your questions. I promise we're actually going to read some this yep. game. I do that shit all the time, <laughs> and then uh, we we don't we read like one question, and then we we get off on a tangent about um, Moose Moose's apartment or or <laughs> Jack's ability to go. No, let me stop. I told you I wouldn't. No more of those jokes, Jack. No more of those jokes. <laughs> I think um. It- we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
passing to Iggy probably feels like um, when a player is getting up off the bench and they're walking to the scorer's table, and then like in the periphery, the passer thinks they're a player on the court <laughs> and is passing out of bounds. It's probably not that much better with Iggy, where it's like you see somebody in the corner, you pass it to him, and you look, and you're like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> like, you just see the same color yeah. uniform, and you don't really realize. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the ball's already been passed. So like, or like when you pass to your coach or the ref, you're yeah. like, fuck. Damn. And you mad at them like move right. the move corner. why are you on the sideline? Iggy's <laughs> yeah. over here like I'm in the game. What do you mean move? Um, Shit, Nick, move <laughs> <laughs> to the bench. <laughs> Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. And the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get, getting started is simple. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. <laughs> nah, I, I still like Iggy, though. I think what you said yeah. is, is correct in, in spots when he's able to be used. Someone said in, this, in the chat, he's so much of a specialist now that it, it's almost sad. And, and yeah, he's not maybe, you know, the Swiss Army knife that he was with the youth and athleticism shooting all this and all that. But when, when used you know, properly and for what he can give you. I think he still mm -hmm. has something to give you. And touching on what you were talking about last year and how we were able to use him then, I still like the 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 absence of a Jay Crowder. Just what he allowed you in physicality and guarding up, it was easier to go extended stretches without an Andre because right. you had someone else of the same prototype that was able to give you that and more because of a bit girth. A bit more girth. And I will say one uh, one night off in between <laughs> games for Iggy is just not a really good uh, recipe for his success because, I mean, it happened in the playoffs and you saw he'd have one good game, one bad game, one good game, one bad game. And the fact that they need him so badly now because their defense is so bad, they don't have a lot of defenders, is I think that's landing to some of Iggy's, you know, he struck one night he looks good, he's stealing everything, the other night he's struggling. Solana. What's going on? Uh, Rip the flip 23 ass. What's going on with Duncan Robinson? I wish it is just that he's in a slump, right? Like, I, I feel like that that is possible, but <laughs> Anthony probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you don't think it's just nah. a slump? You think that uh, he, Anthony is... Tolliver, <laughs> right? <laughs> nah, come on. By the way. Anthony Tolliver, 2K16 legend. I just want to throw that out there. 2K16 legend. Anthony Tolliver, anytime he plays a Heat legend. Hit four threes basically every time he hits. I've never seen him miss against the Heat. 
<laughs> Talk about numbers. Somebody can look that up. He's 100% from three against the Heat. Uh, Jack, I don't. Why y'all got these weird at Fleotidin? That's G. It's definitely G. That's G in the chat. Jack, Fleotidin asks, what do you guys think it's going to take to maybe get Kyle Lowry? After the night, I don't think you could trade KO and none. <laughs> like we, you we, need them. You we need gotta them. hold on to them. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, <laughs> Captain, Captain Canada. That is ass to the Raptors. We talked about. We this. need him. Yeah, we do. No, I mean that's pro- that's part of the problem. We talked about this on the podcast and a little bit on the pregame. Um, like I think Kyle Lowry would help this team a ton. It's just. You don't have a ton of assets, and unless, like, yeah, if you have to give up KO, then what? You get, like, a 30, 34, almost 35-year-old Kyle Lowry on a, an aging team, and then you don't have a power forward. You don't have an NBA-level power forward. Right. So, like, you'd have to make sure, like, I don't know exactly what it would take to get um, Kyle Lowry. I would assume you have to give up Duncan or Hero. I w- like, I just, I can't imagine not, like, um, I can't imagine getting him without giving up one of those guys because who wants Kendrick Nunn right now? Um, he's had two. We do. He said, "Yeah, I mean, we need him." But it, I think it's a it's a move that you make if you know that you can get somebody good off the buyout market, yeah. something like that, because you're still a huge hole, a huge positional hole away from being a contender. I think, even though Kyle Lowry would be like, I think he's great. I think he would be an amazing addition, but. Yeah, I really nope. hate these jerseys. The worst. <laughs> Joey Hauschauer of Miami Heat beat asks, "Can we be done with these jerseys? We look like gender reveals, and that is we're, not wrong." We're all um, having twins. <laughs> <laughs> I like the jerseys. I'm, I'm like the only person who likes them. I don't know. No, I like them. Like shit. I, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with those, you. Those Knicks oh, now I think my opinion is wrong. Those those Knicks jerseys <laughs> are terrible. Yeah. Those Knicks jerseys, what are those? They look like the practice jerseys. Bad. One, one of my one of my good friends is a Knicks fan. Like, I have a Knicks fan friend. Why? It's, it's shocking. I have well, one I am too. in New York after all. Um, right. And he was most like, of my been, friends are Knicks fans. He said, "I've been waiting my whole damn life to get a black Knicks jersey, and they give us a shit. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's not good. Poor Knicks fans. I mean, I think they had so many. The Heat had so many good jerseys, and I think a lot of the NBA did." But when you have to make a new alternate every year, right. you're going to get a lot of stinkers. It is insane that Miami had, like, I think for three years running, the most, like, the best selling New Jersey in the league because everybody was like, oh, these are the best jerseys, like, almost maybe ever. Like, you know, they were that popular. Yeah. And then I, I these just are not as good. Like, I How get if you're fine you- with them, but they, they're a lot How- worse than the other ones. How else do you close off the Vice era, though? These are right. the final this is the right way. I, the, right. How else do you like encapsulate all of what Vice was? I all think right. the pink should have been where the, the pink and blue should have been where they ended it. I think that was pushing their luck, and it worked. But the yeah. pink was the farthest extremity it that was. I was willing to go with them. <laughs> yeah. the was nah, the light blue, the light blue was, was arguably was arguably the freshest one. Oh, I have a Jimmy Butler light blue one. I fucking yeah. love the light blue. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, 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 I like them all. I think they're. I, I don't think. I think you're right. Like these are clearly, if you're ranking them, the last one. But 
I think they're fine. Like they're not the worst jersey in the NBA. Like go look at the Brooklyn Nets jersey. I mean, it, they're they're city. Which one, the Basquiat one? It is the Basquiat. It's the Basquiat uh, yeah, one. I'm, I'm not sure, but and Basquiat I mean, shit shouldn't be on. No, no, it should not be hanging <laughs> on Kyrie's chest. <laughs> I like that Kooji one the Knicks the Nets have. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was fresh. That. The Kooji sweater one. Yeah, yeah that one's fresh. The Nets have, the Dallas have, one. Oh, the Mavs. Oh no, the Dallas TV? one. That yeah. Nickelodeon shit. The, the Mavs one is awful, and the Cavs <laughs> one I don't like with all the weird lettering that's like from different shit. Have you seen the it's like a ransom crazy? note. It's a yeah. ransom. Yeah, it's like a ransom. Note. It's literally like cut out logos to form the word Cleveland, like rock and roll logos. And it, it looks <laughs> that shit insane. don't say Cleveland. It say help. Yeah, <laughs> it does look we, insane. We have your daughter. <laughs> the the Spurs, I think, I think have the freshest ones this year. It's like their old. Oh, it's like it's great. like black, and then it has. It's like their old school colorway. I haven't seen uh, like the colorway. Yeah, the Fiesta. Yeah, I feel like it's just their okay. old jersey they brought back. It's a little cleaner. It's like less cartoonish yeah. and more like yeah. clean lines. I like yeah. it. It's like a good rebrand. I think they should like full time do that. Yeah, yeah, because, they should. yeah, I mean, because they just became as boring as their jersey colors. Like they took on the 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 identity yeah. of their jerseys. <laughs> like it was yeah. it was just like this boring black, silver, and white. It's um, so true. The Spurs, the Spurs really did like, like they that. bought into that whole like Popovich, <laughs> just like yeah. old man conservative <laughs> shit. And it's like, nah, man, nah, that's it. Uh, Tim Duncan's gone. Pop is the cornerstone of that franchise. He's gone. I think he's gone soon. I think. Uh, I think so. Is it Becky Hammond? I think she's taking over soon. Yeah, which would be cool. The cell looks good. Um, the rookie, the cell looks really fucking good. I saw a stat today that he was, I think. It, it couldn't have been right. It was like the first, yeah, it was the first lottery pick by the Spurs um, to start a game since uh, Tim Duncan um, started in 1997. The first like rookie lottery pick to start a Spurs game since 1997. Damn, that's, like, that means you went on a run like a motherfucker. They went on like a fucking insane <laughs> run. You ever like, had a the yeah. entirety of my life? They were on a run. <laughs> Someone said the Celtics jerseys look like a walking insurrection. Now I gotta look. Oh no, that throwback jersey that looks like racism. Yes, uh, it looks like back one? of the bus. Yeah. Which one? Because they all do. It just says Boston Celtics, right? Like it looks like straight. it looks like all their banners that should that they shouldn't even count because it's like, it like old. Yeah, it no. just looks like they're old banners. Yeah. And it just looks like black people weren't allowed to play. Um, it looked like two water fountains. <laughs> It looks like nine teams in the whole league is what it looks like. And you didn't have to be creative at all. Like your damn lunch counter. <laughs> you, Solana, Jack, you guys can laugh openly. Yeah. I, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just oh, you mean uh, Hollywood doesn't crack jokes like this? <laughs> oh, Crowder does. Did we talk for real though about Kelly though? I don't think we yeah, did. Let's, Kelly. Yeah, we didn't give Kelly any shine. Speaking of white people, speaking of white people who played <laughs> in Boston, right? Or for something. I thought. I mean, honestly, Kelly gave you. Kelly gave you what you need from him. Yeah. Um, and like I've like I've been saying, they need Kelly to jack up threes like this because if that's their only option and their best option at the four, 
Like he needs to shoot because it makes things easier for Bam. Um, you can't play Bam at the five unless the four is shooting threes, unless you're spacing the floor. Right. Um, so I I I like I I I knew Kelly would have this game eventually. Like he's not that bad of a shooter, but he I mean he still can't rebound. But I, let me stop. Okay. Y'all, Siobhan, give Kelly a shine because I was about to go off on him and his non-rebounding seven-foot ass. Like, I'm tired of it, but no, go ahead. I mean, yeah, I can't get with that either. Like, I wish I had seven feet of – but, um, no, I think um, Jack Jack made a point, I think, a couple of pregame shows ago or a couple of pods ago also that, like, <clears throat> one of the biggest issues with this group currently is that he himself has not – been performing to what we've seen him do and and what that does to also uh you know limit the offense and to to shrink the floor right and someone else in the in the chat last game put in the comment about him spacing to above the break also and just so the fact that he does space to where he does space to and when he shoots you know again without thinking um without hesitation I don't know. I, I don't know if people understand like the the catch and pump fake to any direction and reload back into a shot. That's a hard. That's a yeah. hard shot to do for a seven footer too. By the for way, for anyone, anybody, and, and, yeah. and I watch it every game purposely. I look for those moments to see the percentage of dudes that knock that shot down. That is a hard thing to do. So when he's able to to <clears throat> just you know kind of let it fly. Um, I think he is an invaluable piece because he is the type of piece that we want if he would just put all seven of those feet to use and get a fucking board also. Um, I, I like Kelly. <laughs> I like what he gives us. I just want him to give us the rest of what his stature suggests that he should be able to give us. I mean, but we all know, man, Kelly is up and down, right? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. going to give you... Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> His headband flew off. <laughs> this year it ain't the Kelly Keeper, it's the Kelly Coaster. Um, and like that's it. that's that's almost too many K's. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Solana and Jack, you guys are just uncomfortable down there. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Kelly should. Kelly should be, you know, one of these guys off the bench, like making your second unit really good. Like Jimmy goes to the bench, Kelly comes out. We know how him and Bam play together. But it's once again, this team this year is just relying very, very heavily on guys who should either be second unit or third, fourth, fifth unit. Uh, <clears throat> because they don't they don't have a reasonable fact, facsimile um, at power forward because it's it's like right now it's him or Andre. I, you know, it's, I don't know. Is KZ hurt? He, his defense is. <laughs> I think he's good. I, I, I just think I, I think Spoh's had such a short leash on him all season long, and he just doesn't trust him. Like so much of of the lineups we see is Spo just trusting people. Andre is a perfect example. Like no what matter is- how many no matter how many plays he makes that you just want to like you just want to fight him. Spo trusts him no matter what. Like he just but does. It's so- Strange though, because we have like all these other guards who have these incredibly long leashes. We have so many guards, and the position at which KZ could actually help us, he gets no freedom to to yeah. mess up or to do any of those things. But he's been, I understand that people, he's been bad. He's been bad. And like, I feel like Spo 
is just is done with the with the uh, with the experimentation. Like he tried it a lot, and he went six games under five hundred. <clears throat> and you see tonight, Gabe Vincent got five minutes outside of that. They were they had an eight man rotation against the Knicks in February. Like that shows you where this team mm. is. Like there's a se- I think there's a sense of urgency right now. You got thirty six minutes for Butler, thirty five minutes for Bam. The playtime is done. Like these guys all had their chances to shine to show that they belong in the NBA, and none of them have. Even Mo Harkless, uh, I think he what, is he done for the year. Mo Harkless has improved that he's an NBA player on this basketball team. Like Mo, Mo think- Harkless, Mo Harkless has played like four games though. I, I, I'm just saying, I'm, I I don't want to count out Mo Harkless, and not to be the Mo Harkless uh, apologist, uh, apologist, but <laughs> Mo Harkless is was what played a fraction of the season. I I, I really think we're gonna see I Mo, mean, Mo so Harkless when he's healthy. Right, and, but but uh, we're not counting out Jimmy Butler and, and counting out like like canceling him from the from the roster already. I think we got to start counting out people who can't do both things. But he's can't a good do, we, no, we can't do that because we'll be devoid of teams. <laughs> no, no, but, but I, I was just I was okay, just trying Solana, to say that you he, can't you, you can't make the comparison of Gabe Vincent the Gabe Vincents the the KZ Akpalas uh, to to Mo Harkless because. For a 10-game stretch, Jimmy Butler was out, and Mo Harkless played, I think, one or two of those games. He got injured in the other. KZ and Gabe Vincent were being given those minutes. Like, they were Still while actively Jimmy was out. We I, 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 get what you, I get what he's saying, but then... It's, uh, it's, but not, then, it's, I, it's not to defend Mo Harkless. I no, was just I get... You I, can't put, I, them, put him on the same level as the other two. I get exactly what you're saying, but here's but but then here's the, here's the other side of it. If you're comparing him to Gabe Vincent, guess what? Mo Harkless has had a career. Yeah, we know who he is. <clears throat> I, I I don't understand why we thought he was going to fill that four spot because, based on history, it tells us absolutely no. I will say though, like, there's something to getting in heat shape, and there's I, I I think like on the on the flip side of that, like he also has had a career, and like I don't think he was a great signing. Um, I, it, I don't I think don't he was either. the fit to fill the four, but I also think if they don't make another move to get a four, like behind Kelly, who else do you got? And like I'm not sure that KZ is an NBA level player. I'm not sure if Gabe Vincent is an NBA level player. Mo Harkless like has pedigree of being like an NBA level player. Like whether he's good or bad, he's and he's an NBA quality player. Um, I don't think he's a good fit, um, but I think there's more potential for Harkless to be in a playoff rotation than there is for KZ and Gabe Vincent. So, like, I'll say that to Alex. Yeah, I agree with the rotation. I don't. I don't think he's gonna. I, first of all, he he's he shouldn't start. He hasn't. He, he didn't. Start. No. His no. his his pedigree tells me he shouldn't start. Yeah. That's just about Mo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even when we've seen him at service as a serviceable piece, have we seen him at the piece at which Miami is? No, most no. need him to play yet. Like no. as a but do, do, as do we believe facsimile of a four? But do we and, believe and he that, can't be a four? He's too small. He's too small. And I also don't yeah. know how much, how many minutes. I think a lot of the time that we did see a Casey, I'm not, I'm not going to be a Casey apologist. I'm not, you know, stomping that that pavement. But have we seen? stretches or enough stretches of like what a KZ next to the rest of our dogs look like like what have we seen enough of a KZ next to a Jimmy and a Bam or have we only seen KZ under distress with lineups devoid of (laughs) any other options (laughs) right that could be true too that's so true that's (laughs) that could be true and 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 it's probably a disservice to guys like KZ Mm -hmm. and to guys like Gabe Vincent 
that the majority of, of their shot, right? Like yep. their chance to prove that yep. they belong came without yep. Jimmy Butler and, and it'll probably hurt them in the long run. Certainly. But like, here, but it's a good point. What I will, what I will say is like, look at a guy like Gabe Vincent tonight, when those guys play with the, with run with the normal lineup, they can't even get shot. So you right. had, yeah. you had chances to yeah. get shots, to get possessions, to show you could do something with the ball, to show you could do something with those minutes, and these guys did nothing. Like you said, uh, Mo Harkless played three games. He's played nine games, has 1.3 points per game, less than a rebound, and half an assist per game. That is a that's an NBA vet. I don't care where you drop him. As an NBA vet making $9 million, million a year, he needs to put up better numbers than that. Right. So I, I don't like I'm kind of done with the Moharkus apologies. I'm done with the Casey apologies. Like, I get it that these guys can't really shine or you, you, they're not going to look the best next, you know, in, in Chris Silva, Gabe Vincent lineups. But they've also had their shot against, the, you know, against the main with, uh, with the main lineups. And they've done nothing like absolutely nothing. They they look they look even they look uh, when you put them next to Jimmy and Bam, they look even less like NBA players because. You see the difference. And, like, it's not like these guys have played off these other guys very well. Like, these guys are just not there. And Spo has right now eight guys he can trust, and one of them is Andre Iguodala, who shouldn't be playing more than 15 minutes a game, like like Tiff said. And I think that's one of the reasons, like, I, I can't – I get mad at Spo some of these games, but it's really hard because I'm looking at this lineup. Like, what, the, what does he have to work with? And we forgot. We don't even have Gorn right now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You got eight guys you can trust. You might have them. You might fully healthy have a nine man rotation. And can you trust? Can you be? Can you trust this team to be fully healthy? No, I I will say I. But you kind of said it earlier that like they are kind of in win now mode, right? Like they're playing everybody 35 minutes a game. They're playing their like playoff rotation as well, like as much as they can, um, to kind of get those wins. And like a lot of people in the chat are saying the KZ experiment is over. And, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, like, out on him. I think it could go either way. Um, maybe next year, like, if they still have him on the team, I think he can be a good, like uh, – like, he can get those minutes. Like, we were talking about, like, Tyler early in the season was trying out point guard even though he knew it wasn't going to work and knew it would be kind of messy. We don't have time for messiness. So, like, especially this season, you're digging yourself from a hole – I don't think anybody expects them to go on enough of a win streak to give themselves a cushion to experiment. So that's why I do think like if one of them are going to come back, I think it's going to be Mo Harkless just because I do think he, he's a veteran presence. And I think Spo respects that. Do I think he's good? No. Do I think he's a good fit? No. But like (laughs) you, but they do not have anybody. No, they don't. They don't have enough forwards to really be picky. They don't have anyone in the pipeline. I would rather see him than KZ at this point. That's that's the that's the main thing. What Jack just said. We don't have time to find out if Tyler Hero, uh, through a seventy-two game sample size, can become or take that next step as a ball handler. We don't have time. In this 72 game sample size, when you essentially lost what 12 of the first 23 games due to injury and, and whatever, all the nonsense. If you know these guys are, are, are going to show us enough to where hey, it's worth playing them through the rest of the season through their struggles, just don't have time, like you don't. And I and I agree with the Moharkless, and I, I will battle with you, Alf, on this every time. He's played nine games this season. The 1.3 points per game is unfair. That is an unfair no, stat. You know it. You know it. <laughs> you know it. If it was me, it'd be unfair. 
But if NBA vet, it's unfair. But what I will say is guys like KZ, um, even for Chris Silva, Gabe Vincent, um, even to a certain extent, Tyler Hero, no training camp, no G yeah. League, no summer mm-hmm. league. Um, not for Tyler with the G League, but summer league, you would Tyler would have played summer league this year. Yeah. yeah, KZ would probably you know would have had a, some summer league run. He would have he probably would have got a lot of G League run. Like he needs those reps. He does not need those reps in live you know in in, in fast paced NBA you know action. Like it's just not <coughs> this is not too. the time for a guy like him to learn. Mm, precious, precious too. too. Really it precious in the G League would have been so helpful. Yeah, yeah. I, I lament a lot on the, the the G League not being here this year because I mean for the last few seasons we've been sending guys down and they've grown. I mean we yeah. have we have used that league to the most of its ability, but then again everyone is always hurt and sick. So I don't and even know that if makes we us, could send people down. I don't exactly think we could that, that makes us even more devoid of depth while they're away honing their craft and working on their game and stuff. We are six, seven, eight bodies and Jimmy out for 12 games. Yeah. You were right. You were right, Alf, when you said, like, they're in win-now mode. You're right. Like, we, there, there's no question about it. There was a point in the game, the broadcast, E-Reed mentioned it. There was six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Jimmy and Bam had all the points in mm-hmm. the second half. 27 points. Yep. Yeah, they- had all the points. And they're like, 20 of the 27 were free throws, but whatever. Like, they're getting it done. Um, first of all, that's not sustainable. <laughs> Second of all, it's not a formula for success. But third, I do look at that as these guys saying, okay, whatever it takes, like th- th- if this is what it's going to take is what it's going to take. So th- there's like some good and bad there. Uh, but if you're playing Houston on the road, you're probably down 15. If Jimmy and Bammer, mm-hmm. your only scores with six minutes left in the second half. I think 15 is generous <laughs> <laughs> because you're talking about 27 points with six minutes left to go at the fourth. Yeah, that's, that's all you rough. scored in the second half. Twenty-seven. Yeah, they scored four. I think what? What did I say? Forty-one points in the second half. They just it, it it was not enough. Um, I guess we'll kind of end on this. You know, over the next, I know the schedule is brutal. I don't have it pulled <laughs> up. What is success for you? And I'll start with you, Solana. Over the next ten games. Uh, are we speaking strictly about Mo Harkless or the Miami Heat in general? Um, well, first Mo Harkless. <laughs> no. Nah, I, I mean, look over look. a record over the next ten games. Do you want me to read the schedule real quick? I, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, we go Knicks. We just did Knicks. Rockets, Jazz, Clippers, Warriors, Kings, Lakers, Thunder, Raptor, and then Jazz again. Well, it's it's the seven game road trip, right? That I think we all have circled. First and foremost, on Friday night, I was on. We beat the Wizards. The Heat beat the Wizards. We talked about the next two games, how important they were against the Knicks. First of all, fuck the Knicks. Loser franchise. Took two. <laughs> love it. Super important. Credit to the Heat for doing that. No matter how ugly it looked, credit to the Heat for doing that because I honestly didn't think they were going to do it. If yeah, they go know. if they go four and three, I get that doesn't sound great, and I get that's me not having guts, but I think that's very good. I think that is very good. You survive a seven-game West Coast trip when everything has looked terrible this season. You survive above 500. I think that's really good considering the the, the schedule. Jack, the next uh, – we'll, we'll just keep it to seven games. The next seven okay. games. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, they have to – so 
They have the Jazz, the Clippers, Warriors. They got to beat the Warriors and the Kings. The Kings are playing really well. Um, the Warriors are <clears throat> like no slouches. They have Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Like they have talent. They have like superstar talent. Um, Steph Curry's you know the best player on the floor on most given nights. Um, they still have to win those games. Those are 500 teams. Um, I think they should get the Thunder game. Uh, I think th- I want th- so they ha- they played Jazz twice in that like 10 game stretch. They need to win one of those Jazz games. They need to at least split that. They need to get every game against like a 500 ish team, and then one against a good team. I think four and three is good. Anything 500 or below is bad. If you can do anything more than that, that's great. Four and three on the road trip, by the way, really quickly, sorry to interrupt. Four and three on the road trip would be seven and three of their last 10, including the Wizards and two past Nick games. So if you're looking at it on a 10-game sample size before coming back home, that's really good after 10 games of no Jimmy Butler. That is really good. I said the the 10-game sample, they had to win – I, they had to go at least six and four for me to be yeah. like happy with them. And yeah, I mean, if they go seven and three over the next, like over these 10, um, that would be pretty incredible. I think yeah. that would be exactly like you would look at this team completely differently. Yeah. Tiff, what success over these next seven to 10 games? Um, above 500 and everybody healthy. Yeah. Like to you, you, you got to get both of those. Yeah. You you have like there is no way they can afford to lose. They can't afford to lose Gabe Vincent. Like they can't afford to lose anybody. <laughs> they really so, can't. That is a body. <laughs> right. So it's like you got to be above five hundred and you got to be healthy. And I don't think I I don't think I need to see Gorn in the next like four games. I would we would love to give him as long a break as possible. But here's the thing, Siobhan. Um, them being above 500 and healthy, I don't, I feel like I don't know how that's going to happen or I'm scared. I'm, I'm worried that can't happen without Jimmy playing a ton of minutes. So I feel like what's going to happen, it becomes like war of attrition over the league. Like you get above 500 over the next, you know, seven games yeah. and you lose Jimmy for two weeks because he rolls his ankle and then you get gone back and then you're back in the same hole again. So, I mean, is there a way to come out of this stretch Winning and healthy. We have to hope that there is because I, I fully agree. I'm I'm looking. Jack tweeted the schedule, you know, early in the day. Rockets, Jazz, Clippers, Warriors, Kings, Lakers. You want to get the you want to get the the Kings, and of the next ten, we play the Jazz twice. So you want to get one of those Jazz games. I'm 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 looking at this this schedule, and I want this team to be who we all want them to be too. But I'm also looking at who they are in this present moment, and it is taking Herculean efforts from Jimmy and from Bam <laughs> to get us past the Knicks. The Knicks You're are <laughs> the Knicks are a, a much improved team. They have size. I think we still undervalue size. Um, and I don't know, to answer your question, I, I, it, it's going to be, like I said, a war of attrition. We come out on the top side of 500 over this next stretch, but I just fear that it's going to come at a taxing cost of, of Jimmy's body and whatever Goran looks like if, and when he comes back, I would love to sit him sometime 
Um, I don't know that we can afford that or not, but then we have to look at what we are willing to um, afford in the now and what we think we're willing to afford later. And we can't even get to it later. Like the second half of the season need not even be published because we can't we'll even the, think that far ahead. Right, we'll be, we'll um, be starting. We'll be taking the season without a draft pick. Which, uh, uh, Solana, how mad were you getting when the Knicks bench was running up and down? Don't don't start with the, the stupid Nick Susi. I don't get. I, I I don't get Knicks fans. I don't get the Knicks in general. <laughs> Uh, I, just the biggest losers, the biggest loser franchise, yep. biggest loser fan base, and and you know what? Because it's National Pizza Day, Chicago deep dish over fucking New York style. I'll, wow. I'll drop that. I'll drop that bomb in here, and I don't even know I believe it. But today, <laughs> oh, New you York, believe it? New York does not it. deserve any. You believe it. In anything? Absolutely I kind of agree it. with you. Not gonna lie. Fuck that I, New York pizza. And you simply <laughs> lives in New York. <laughs> I'm from Illinois. Brass, can you make a <laughs> fuck that New York pizza shirt for uh... put it her holding the pizza like this? <laughs> <laughs>